0: Hey guys, Princess here and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. It's your girl, Princess. I think I just said that. Bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> I got a long fucking week. I had a lot of projects. I got a lot of painting done around the house. I painted my living room, my... Um, I, I, Well, first I painted the hall bathroom, then I painted the living room, then I painted the dining room and the kitchen. And the kitchen was the hardest one to do because... Um, Like I've said previously, my husband tapes the ceiling, right? So that I can use uh, an extender to paint because I'm short. And it's, even though they have vaulted ceilings, it's not really an issue for me to paint up that high. But for the kitchen, I had to get on the ladder. And that was dangerous. And also like, just like, it was a lot of like, spaces that weren't exactly easy to paint. Like you had to get up in there with a small brush and shit. Yeah, so, like, I'm just tired. I had a lot of work to do this week, too. Gone through a lot of, like, just stuff. Um, and, you know, here it is Saturday, and I haven't recorded yet, so I need to hurry up and do that. Uh, my mom is, you know, my mom's been giving me a hard time about all the projects I've been doing. And she's right. I am tired, Um but I still have to do the backsplash in the kitchen, which I never did when we moved in. And I need to paint my bedroom and my uh, the master bathroom. And I have a deck to put in. Now, I don't know I'm gonna put this deck in, to be honest. I think what's gonna happen, because I have a friend who recently put in her own deck and she wants to come over and like start it for me. So, and she went to... She went to uh, Lowe's with me yesterday to like figure out the wood situation and which was really like stressing me out because I was worried like, well, what to buy and how to buy? Like, I don't like going places and not knowing how much a ballpark or how much I'm gonna spend. That's not, that's not how I like to do things. I like to like research. I gotta have an idea, have a budget and understand stuff. And, you know, my husband went to go look one day and comes back and he gives me like this, Twenty three hundred dollar estimate on wood, like just materials, and I was like, "Dude, that's out of the fucking budget. That's way out of the budget." And then he's like, "Well, you know, once we once I tell her what I really need, she'll tell me how much it costs." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Yeah, because I didn't pick out any wood. You know, it says here we need six bags of quick concrete. We already have quick concrete, and also why would we need fucking six bags. And quick concrete goes a long way. For those who don't know, it goes like a." The bags go a fucking long ass way. I and mean, we're not fucking paving a, a playground or some shit. It's, it's very, you just need them to kind of like put them in the ground to make sure the deck doesn't like, you know, if the, if the soil erodes, it's not going to go away. And like, so I'm looking at this list. I'm like, okay, so what the fuck is this? That lady's hopes and dreams over at the pro desk? Well, what is this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I was really frustrated with it. Um... Cause, cause I started to get to the idea where I was like, I don't know, like maybe the budget I set is not realistic, you know? Cause this motherfucker just came back with a paper that says $2,300 and $2,300 ain't it, boo. It ain't it. And so, (laughs) but luckily my friend met me at Lowe's and she's like this little tiny Vietnamese girl and she, she, like, but I was like eight minutes late. And by the time I got there, she already listed the, the wood I needed and taking pictures of it and was like, let's go to the pro desk and get this shit set up. And it was under $1,000. So, mm. and so I've got the wood being delivered and she's going to come over and start my deck. Meaning that she wants, my husband's going to dig holes. She's going to do the concrete part of it post. Then she's going to set my base up. And then I'm going to, I'm going to, um, uh, lay the boards so I feel better about that project and she and because I was like I think I'm gonna cancel this deck and she was like I think that your project out I think that's what it is I think that like you just have a lot of stuff going on and she think and she's like the deck's a great idea it's doable it's affordable you can do this you just you're tired and I was like yeah I am fucking tired and like I had no intention of painting the whole the so I've already painted um Bunny's room, the little boys, my little's rooms, my little's room, they only have one room. And a hallway, our foyer, the hall is like really big. It's like a living area. I painted that and then I painted the little hallways that connect the rooms. And I was done for a little while. I thought I was gonna hit this living room, kitchen, and dining room in the summer sometime because it really is separate from that other living area. So it's not that big of a deal. And also, again, the real reason I wanted to paint anything is because I had flat paint on my kids' rooms and that foyer in the hallways, and it just wasn't doing it for me because I couldn't clean walls. I have small children with dirty fucking hands all the time. I don't even know where they're getting the dirt from. I don't know. And so what I wanted was a semi-gloss. And I know, I understand that there are people who have, like, there are lots of different, like, variations of gloss. And I think that some, I think a lot of people think semi gloss is ugly. I don't care. What I wanted was if my little bear bear snuck in some fucking play doh from school and put the orange play doh on his walls. I wanted to be able to get it off, within reason, and I couldn't do that with the flat paint, which is ridiculous. All the walls look dirty. It was stupid, and so my intention was to paint all those spaces the same color, but my husband which was white. It was like, I mean, it wasn't bright fucking white. It wasn't industrial white, but it was, it was white. I think, I believe the color is Moroccan Moonlight. But my husband has PTSD. I talked about this in the bonus episode. So excuse me for repeating myself. Has PTSD from living in apartments all his life. He feels like not being able to paint the wall the color you wanted and all that shit was like oppressive. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't care, but my husband hates white walls. And so what he wanted is one time he lived in this apartment that didn't quite have white walls. It had an off-white that was almost brown, okay? Like when you look at it, you cannot, it's not like the the color pops out at you of being like, that's not white. But if you look at it, you're like, oh, that's not white. It's more of a beige. And he really loved that. That that was the color of the walls. So what he wanted was to recreate that. And that's why for weeks and weeks and weeks, months even, I have been like getting paint samples and just trying things out because he was trying to find that color. The closest we found to it, because at that point, I was like, I am never going to get any more paint samples. So pick a motherfucking color. One of these colors I've already brought to this home. Pick it, use it, do it. <laughs> and the, the color he chose is called casual elegance I'll never fucking forget it because I've been buying up casual elegance like it's going out of style so (laughs) that's the color and so what happened is so I did so my older boys my husband did that room it's an ugly color I hate it but it's fine it's like a it almost looks lavender to me but it's like a gray fine they like it Everybody, it looks lavender everybody else too but fine everyone likes it bunny's got a color called romeo Um, it's pink. She wanted a pink room and we need to find some kind of balance between pink and motherfucking pink (laughs) because she wanted motherfucking pink. She wanted pink that you could see from outer space. And I was like, girl, we might have to cover this one day. And I don't like, I don't know how old you're going to be and whether you're going to be able to do these six coats of kills on this fucking wall by yourself because I'm not painting this room again. So... (laughs) So what we did, it's a, it's like a dusty pink and I really like it, she really likes it. It's called Romeo. Should be called Juliet, right? I don't know, it's called Romeo. Um, so, so that's that color. And then Casual Elegance is is in the hallways, the foyer and the little kids room. They don't need a fucking color. So what happened though, is my we needed a bigger, a ladder to do some other spots. And so what happened though is I came home and my husband had taped the ceiling in the living room. And I was like, what'd you do that for? And he goes, so you could paint it. And I was like, bitch, I didn't, turn, I didn't want to paint this right now. And he's like, okay, well, don't worry. It'll just, the, the painter's table stay up until you're ready. And then I sat down to watch TV on my couch and said, oh no, I'm not going to be able to sit in this living room with blue tape around the ceiling for the rest of my life or until summer when I intended to paint this. So that's how I ended up doing it. And the gag is, this was his project. He was supposed to do it, he's just been working too many hours and he is the only one who cares about the color of the fucking paint. I don't. Like the living room, the kitchen and, and the dining room, the three, the it being flat white paint was not a big deal to me. I didn't care about it. It's not like I need it's not the same as a child's room, you know? And the parts that matter in the kitchen, I was doing the backsplash on. So it, so all in all it really didn't matter, but it mattered to him and I did it. And so I'm just like exhausted at this point. Um and as for my room, I think I want to do like a wallpaper as an accent wall behind my bed, and then the rest of just let it be casual elegance. Um, but I don't know if he's gonna go for that. I mean, he's gonna have to go for it. The thing is about my husband is that this I can make him do whatever I want, I really can. I don't it's fine if you want to tell him that. He I think he already knows that because all I'll do is talk, 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 and argue him down. I was the debate team captain for a reason, okay? I will wear him the fuck down, and he's listen. He just doesn't he just doesn't think as fast as I do and a lot of times he agrees to things because he wants me to be quiet that's my superpower talking until people will agree to do anything I want so I will be quiet using my my voice as a weapon <laughs> holding you hostage with words that's why I have a podcast so <laughs> so if I wanted to, I can get my way in every single argument I've ever had with my husband. But I recognize that it's not fun to live with someone who bullies you into her way every time you have any kind of disagreement with anybody. Even if you give up and like let that person win, it doesn't doesn't always, I can't imagine it would sit well with anybody. This is, and I know that about myself. And so I make it a point instead of like, forcing people to my side to spend more time taking a break asking people what they want making sure that people actually agree with what like making sure everyone's had their chance to talk about things actually agree with what I'm talking about as opposed to just letting me bulldoze them I can bulldoze very easily and so when I say I don't think my husband wants me to do the wallpaper over there it's not that I can't do the wallpaper it's that I want buy-in from him before I do the wallpaper. I want it to be a wallpaper he likes. He doesn't have good taste, so that's hard to find. <laughs> It'll be a process. But again, I don't plan to move to that till the summer. In the summer, probably the 4th of July week, which I will take off probably from this podcast, I will do something with my room. We'll see then. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. And Tomorrow I have to go to San Antonio to see my stepkid because my stepkid just turned 19 and I want them to be celebrated and they don't have a driver's license, so they can't come see me. Well, they can, but their mother's also 72 years old. So am I gonna ask a 72-year-old woman to bring me a 19-year-old who doesn't know how to drive? No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to take my wild crew of a family down there to visit for a few hours. We're gonna stop at Bucky's on the way back, so that makes the whole trip worth it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, she's gonna be a family little trip tomorrow. So I need to bust this uh podcast out of the way. So let's talk about well, what else has happened besides me being busy? Um apparently Jennifer Lopez and that that man with all the teeth that she dates, the one that has like fucking day glow teeth like that dude i don't know who that is uh they they're they're breaking up and then they send out things and they're not really breaking up but they are breaking up but they aren't breaking up i don't know what's happening there um <laughs> but i you know we just talking a lot about jennifer lopez now listen have i had to talk shit about jennifer lopez i have I have. I want you guys to go back to listen. Go to Dunzo and listen to Troy's um, Mariah Carey episode, and you will understand why I have mean things to say about JLo, Lo. Okay, listen. She there. There are things to be said, but I've always admired her hustle, and I loved her in Hustlers, and I I need to figure out where I can rewatch that movie because you guys know that I am admit, incredibly sexually attracted to her in that movie. It's not it is jennifer lopez's body right obviously she's a beautiful woman she takes care of herself she eats organic or some shit she probably does exercise drinks some water i don't know she's out here living her life she, she looks amazing amazing right however that's not what i'm attracted to i'm attracted to the character of ramona um as just like fuck it all kind of uh you know, New York woman that, that like takes you in and has a fur coat. Not that I'm like into fur or anything, but like, she's just a glamorous woman with fur coat who like is a great, you know, exotic dancer, looks like Jennifer Lopez. And like, like I said, if she would have let if she would have cut cuddled me in her fur coat and kept a childhood picture of me in her wallet I fucking would have done whatever she wanted I would have been killing motherfuckers I would have just been robbing people I would have been killing people because Ramona told me to I'm incredibly attracted to her um I don't know if I want her to be my mother I don't want her if I want her to be my lover we can figure it out in the bedroom we'll figure it out but <laughs> and I and I talked extensively about Hustlers when it came out I pretty much anytime time I bring up Jennifer Lopez at all. But the thing I want to say about Jennifer Lopez today is that we've been talking a lot about her serial relationships and, ser- and being married a lot. No, well, she's not been, she's been married twice. But been engaged, high profile engagements a lot. I think she's engaged to this man with the teeth again. And just someone who's in relationships over and over and over again. And I want to say this about, is that like, I don't have shit to talk about that. I don't have to like, I don't have any mean things to say about that. Uh, I think it is incredibly vulnerable to make yourself available for love, open to love. Bitter bitches like me can't do that. All we get is like a half a rejection. Somebody look at us wrong and we're like, we're never going to talk to the world again. It is, that's not brave. I do that because I'm a scary person and scary... I know that the majority of my audience here is white. So I just want to explain to you guys that when someone says that when a black person says you're scary, it doesn't mean that you are the person that scares people. It means that you are the person that is scared. So if I call you a scary motherfucker, it means that you're scared all the time. That's what it means. (laughs) Sorry about that. Just wanted to clarify. I am a scary motherfucker. I am somebody who worries about being hurt. Everything I do in life, all these all these walls and armor and procedures and things I'll never do and shit like that is just to avoid something bad happening to me cuz I am terrified. And I approach love that way too. I I am I am shocked I'm married. I am shocked. Me and my husband were last night I did a Chili's to go order and the kids went to bed and we sat at our table which looks like the big table at Chili's anyway cuz my husband put two little tables together so we could fit our family. <laughs> We sat at that table and we ate Chili's food, comfort food, and we talked. And we talked about how we ended up together and how it could have, like, not happened very, very easily. And, yeah, I'm I'm shocked that it happened. But it's because I am someone who's terrified of being hurt. I cannot be hurt. I don't want to be embarrassed. It is hard to embarrass me. What I mean is it's hard to embarrass me about my actions. It's not hard to embarrass me when some dude is, is like, involved. Like, that's, like, to find out that that dude was, like, people thinking that he he wasn't really into me or that I tried to push an engagement on him, that would be embarrassing to me. Like, so to avoid all that stuff, I just kind of, like, keep a low profile. Stay low. And I admire this about Jennifer Lopez and that she is like open enough to be like, yeah, I'll get engaged again. I don't know why rich women get married, to be honest. Like, what for? But here she is out here loving again. And I don't, you know, they they there's, there's some reports that their breakup is exaggerated, that they're going through something, and we'll see, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if they're actually broken up. But if the dude with the teeth, like... Think about that. Like, a lot of people would just get married so they wouldn't have to be embarrassed anymore. But that's not what Jennifer Lopez is like. She's just like, okay, it's not working. I'm not gonna stay with Mark Anthony. Like, a lot of people would have stayed in that marriage because she's the father of her children and they have a lot in common. They have a lot of, uh, you know, they had a whole fucking life together. A lot of people would have lived separate lives with that man. Like, let him move to Puerto Rico and you stay in Miami and, you know, kind of what Kim and Kanye were kind of doing. Like, a lot of people would have done that for the rest of their fucking lives. To avoid the press of another relationship didn't work out for her. And so I admire that. She's just like, you know, I'm open to love. I love love. I want to be in a relationship. I love, I love, I love getting into relationships and that stuff and when i feel like i'm not getting what i need from this relationship i move the fuck on that's baller right there man and so i don't just i don't have like any mean things to say to her you know for a long time we used to talk about holly holly berry this way too she can't keep a man she can't do this when like some of her relationships were publicly abusive (laughs) like who's who's the one that hit her so hard she lost hearing in one of her ears. Was that Wesley Snipes? That wasn't Eric Benet. I think Eric Benet is the one that was a sex addict and was literally having sex with every person he came into contact with while he was married to Dolly or engaged or with her, however they were there together. And recently she tweeted something like, who says I want to keep them? And I'm like, yeah, why are we acting like the goal is to find and keep a mate? That's not the goal. I don't believe that. I think the goal is to have great experiences and to know when the party's over, when it's time to leave. I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to say something nice about Jennifer Lopez. Don't bring up Mariah Carey. Because then I'm going to have to start talking bad about Jennifer Lopez. But <laughs> even then, I don't know how much of that is her fault. But whatever. Oh, 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 oh. Let's talk about donations, okay? So as you guys recall, every month, um, I take some of the dollars from the Patreon that's attached to this um, podcast that's patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin and i take some of that money and i move those dollars to some sort of donation some place to give back some place to like to like i believe that if you get a little bit of luck give it back and it'll keep moving on and on and the fact is is that i'm lucky to have this podcast i'm lucky to have a patreon that pays me money every month to do bonus episodes and i want to take all i want to take all the love and luck that we get together celebrating these stupid little uh TV shows and having laughs and shit. And I want to take that and use some of that to give to somebody who needs it, a, a, an organization that'll use our dollars in a better way than, than we do. So this month, I already told you who I was going to donate to and I, okay, so I always said this racist, but I don't speak Spanish. And I've been mispronouncing it. By the way, I've been learning Spanish. So all, so not all my life, but since about the sixth grade, I've had a, an intense interest in learning French. And so um, I started French lessons, um, I started French classes. And throughout the years, I've all, like I speak, I, I read and, and write French fairly well. Um, it's just a little hobby of mine, like just keeping up, just practicing French. But my pronunciation was always bad. Like I don't have, like I don't even pronounce words well in English and it's my native fucking language. And it's always been a barrier because I've, I've always been embarrassed about that, about the fact that, um, you know what, fuck it. Maybe it's not that hard to embarrass me. I've just been talking about embarrassment over and over again. You know what? All right. Turns out the evidence presented, against, presented to me, it's easy to embarrass me. Okay, but anyway, uh, I've always been like embarrassed about my pronunciation. I just don't think I speak it well. And even though I feel very comfortable with the language. And I decided that I want to learn Spanish because I believe that when I retire, it'll be outside of the United States. I've always loved Montreal, but um, the the more I think about it, um, I really should be thinking more about Latin America. And so... and also I live in Texas, I have Latinx kids. I want to be able to read and write Spanish and to be able to listen and have some understanding of it. So, and it was really hard at first because when I was learning it, I was like, I started, I just felt so frustrated because it was something new. And, you know, doing something new is always hard. And and then I was also like, but you're never gonna sound, you're not gonna have a good Spanish accent. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, listen, when people who speak other languages speak English to me, I don't think, oh, you, (laughs) oh, you fucker. You need to get to the, you need to pronounce everything correct. I don't think that. I think, oh, wow. Look at this person who knows like a lot of fucking languages. A lot, maybe two, (laughs) but still a lot. Like I'm always impressed by that. And I don't think badly of them. I think they probably have a cool accent. And Hopefully I'll be around people that don't think I'm an asshole because I don't know how to roll my tongue. My tongue's dead. My tongue don't roll, baby. It just be laying there. And so, um, once I got over that and I told myself like it, you don't have to speak Spanish perfectly Who, who, why would you have to? That's not even your goal. You, that's not your goal. And so once I told myself that I was like, Oh, and then I really started having fun learning Spanish and using it and stuff. But anyway, the whole, that was a fucking tangent. The whole thing is that this word is not racist. It's raices. I could be saying that wrong. It's R-A-I-C-E-S. Anyway, it's the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. Um, the mission is this. I'm reading it on their page right now. We defend the rights of immigrants and refugees, empower individuals, families, and communities, and advocate for liberty and justice. I was thinking about them a lot during that freeze that we had in Texas, and where a lot of people were going through a lot of fucking things, and that and it was really sad. But once you double down, there's still people in fucking immigrant immigration detention centers down there. Those detention centers have been down there a long fucking time, and thinking about what they're going through. And I decided then that I I, I sent some money back then. I wanted to send some more money as a part of this the donation thing I do with my podcast every month. Um, just so you guys get a better understanding what they do, they provide legal services and social services. I'm most, exp- I'm most interested in the legal services. Um, they provide affirmative, defensive, and litigation services to low-income immigrants with more immigration lawyers than any other organization in Texas. In 2018, RACIS managed 37,863 cases at no cost to our clients. So they... They represent families and children in detention. They offer residency and citizen services to people who are outside, asylum seekers, uh, removal, defense, DACA. They, they're, they just, they are, they're doing shit I can't do. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a great place for our money to go this month. If you want to know more about them, you can find them at www, why did I say that? Was I talking to my mother? By the way, my mother told me she was wearing Chuck Norris's the other day. And I was like, Chuck Norris's? You mean that racist white guy that does karate? And she's like, no. <laughs> you know, the shoes. <sighs> my mother. Chuck Taylor's. My mother. Anyway, <laughs> you can go to R-A-I-C-E-S Texas Texas is spelled out and you can get more information about them. If you have a few bucks you wanna donate this this uh, month, that's a great place to do it. I'm, I'm really proud that I sit around talking about who's ugly on reality TV, and in turn, I get to do things like this. And I just wanna say thank you to all of you guys for listening, whether you listen to the main episode, whether you're Patreon subscribers, whether you guys follow me on the internet, thank you for supporting because I wouldn't get to do this if it wasn't for you. So let's all pat ourselves on the back and let's talk about this fucking reunion. So we're at the last episode of season six of Bye Pumpkin. Um I when I looked at I today I did the reunion reunion one and reunion and reunion two, those two episodes. They were episodes 16 and 17, and they were they um came out December of, of 2012. And I, I'm glad I did the reunions together. I always feel like, like, you guys know my, my stance on this. I think Bravo uh, TV shows have too many fucking episodes now. And I know it's because of advertising. The more shows you have, the more episodes you have, the more you can, the more spots you can sell. I know that. Um, I don't believe that any reunion, very few reunions I've seen in the past, Jesus, five years need to be more than two episodes. A lot of them should have been one episode. Uh, it feels like when we're watching it, that we're watching a lot of packages. You know, the the video packages they put together to play. Um, and I don't watch clip shows on purpose. Who the fuck wants to watch a clip I was here. I was fucking here. Clip shows are just extra shit they put in there. So, and the reunions often feel like clip shows. Um... So I'm glad I did this as one episode. Um, I'm glad there were only two, two reunion episodes. Thank God. I think season three got three reunion episodes, which is ridiculous. But they get right to it when we get in there. It's not like, like I said, like today where they have all the behind the scenes stuff where they're like, behind, they're going, you know, where they're getting dressed and they're all behind the scenes. They don't do that. They're, they're, they're seated, they're ready to go. Um, they all look amazing. Like I said, this is the best looking cast of any reality housewife show. This is the best looking fucking cast. Um, But I think Joanna does, has the most glow up. Joanna looks amazing. Um, Leah's doing her best, Audrey Hepburn. Leah looks great. Uh, uh, You know, Andy goes and talks to everyone. Andy says to Leah, not to be crass. Since when don't you want to be crass, Andy? You literally ask people about their plastic surgery. That's crass. I mean, I'm glad you do, because I do want to know. But you were obsessed with who got a boob job. It's weird. But he asked Leah what's the price tag on Leah's earrings? And she says, conservatively, $25 million. Somebody needs to rob Leah. Somebody needs to fucking rob her. I I don't like I said, we need another oceans movie where the all the whole thing is to rob Leah Black. Because $25 million on your fucking ears, bitch. <laughs> And I'm over here haggling on a on on lumber for a deck, <laughs> you know. Andy gets to the point where he wants to ask about all the work they've done. Who's had work? They all raised their hands. Of course he did. Not only the the type of woman who goes on the Real Housewives of Miami has had work, right? That's that's the type of woman we're looking for. And secondly, it's Miami. Plastic surgery in Miami is very like you know it's no big deal. Um, Andy says that people thought Leah got work done between season one and season two. She says no. She says she got a neck lift after her son was born, but that was it. He asked Lisa about being portrayed as a fembot and Lisa says she's not a feminist. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't want to call themselves feminists, but if you just break down what being a feminist is, I do not understand how you cannot be for that. Like I don't think everybody has to be a feminist. I think I think like anybody that thought Lisa was a feminist would be would identify as a feminist was was something that like I'd be like, okay, well, I don't know about that about Lisa. But like I bet you Lisa thinks being a feminist mean you have to be ugly. <laughs> or that you can't or that you're not allowed to like want diamonds if you're a feminist. And I don't think that's true. Um, Like I wouldn't, have, I don't know that my mom would call herself a feminist if she, if like she would self identify as that. But all the things I think is a feminist, my mother thinks. So like my mom doesn't get her own gas, my dad does. <laughs> And so my dad had his, my my dad's fully vaccinated. My mom's about to start her vaccination on Monday. And I asked her, were there any side effects of my dad? And she says, well, he had an attitude. (laughs) And I just assumed him having an attitude meant he didn't make her coffee in the morning. But I don't think that's like not wanting, not like being lazy (laughs) like my mom is, 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 not being, I don't think that means you're not a feminist. I don't think you need to build a deck to be a feminist. I think it just means that you believe that women or those who identify as women are should have the same rights and responsibilities as men do. And, and that means politically, socially, that means in the workplace, that means everywhere. In our homes, that we have the same rights and responsibilities. You believe in equality. And... I don't mean that like, and that if you choose to be someone who, I don't know, has a man-made coffee for you every morning, put in all your, and, and do all your gas and refuse to do manual labor like my mom. Like, you know, every time my mom calls me and I'm doing something around the house, she's like, I type for a living. I type, that's what I do. I, and I hire people to do other things. That doesn't make her not a feminist. I don't know, when I'm thinking about Lisa, I'm just, I'm not surprised she said that. But I am like, if I sat down and had a conversation with Lisa about feminism, what it is, like on its basis, because you can use feminism to to uh drive all kinds of other ideas and stuff, but that's the basis of feminism. Um if you believe that and live that and you choose to wear those ugly prairie dresses and live and live, you know, in the country um, and be a stay-at-home mom and make a lot of pies and shit, but that's what you believe and that's what you further, that women, that those who identify as women have the same rights and responsibility as men, you just, that you as a person will prefer to stay home with your children and bake pies and wear that ugly dress, then I don't think that makes you not a feminist as long as, that's what you believe. I don't know. I don't, here I am then tangled myself up into this shit. But I just think that like feminism looks a lot of different ways. And Lisa could absolutely be a feminist if she wanted to be. Um, I just think she probably thinks it means being ugly and not liking men. She says, call her a Barbie, call her a fembot. She will embrace it. Um. They asked um, uh, Marisol what Mama Elsa had done. And I'm like, why are you asking Marisol? Especially because Mama Elsa gets on the show, is is on this episode. So why did you ask Marisol? Marisol says she got an eyelift and she had hematomas in her eyes for years. And then she says she does she's not sure after that she never had a full facelift or anything. And Anna pipes in and says it looks like she got early injectables and silicone, which is I don't know if this is where I got that from, but this is what I believe happened. And you can't really remove it and. You know, they talk about how Mama also looks like looked like Sophia Loren when she was younger, and that's part of the tragedy. And And then someone writes... So, you know, Bravo always has, like, letters from listeners, which I don't think they're fake. I think there are enough letters from listeners that they can pick and choose what they want at this point. But I think that if they want to ask a question... It's very easy for them at this point to find a, a question from a viewer that asks that question. Um, so one of those viewer questions asked, why doesn't Lenny offer some help to Mama Elsa? Which is super fucking rude. Cause one, Lenny's not here. And also Mama Elsa didn't ask. So if Lenny just showed up, well, that's another thing about this reunion, they don't have them in there. If Lenny just showed up at this fucking reunion and was like, Mama Elsa, I've been looking at your face and it's all fucked up, you want me to help you? Like, what? Also, Lenny's a boob god. he does the boobs. I don't think he does a lot of face work. And I'm not saying he can't, because you remember that to be a plastic surgeon, all you really need is a certification. I'm not saying he can't do face work, but in the... Once you start working, it's what you work on every day. And Lenny does boobs. So Lenny has a lot of experience with boobs and he probably, he does boobs very well. And if he does two nose jobs a year, he's not the one I want to go to. I want to go to the person who's doing two nose jobs that week or maybe even two a day. That's, it's Miami, you know? So, I mean, I want to see two nose jobs a day, baby. Um, When I think of Miami, I always think of uh, For the Love of Ray J., there was a Miss Miami, I think her name was. <laughs> and her her like catchphrase was like tropical. So she'd be like, I just wanna, I just wanna live my life and stay tropical, you know? <laughs> she was such a cute little girl. And when I say little girl, I mean she was like small. She was little and petite and and she was talking about her boob job and stuff, and I was like, and how hard it was for them, because she was she's a small person, and she'd just be like tropical, you know. <laughs> That's what I think about her anyway. Um, yeah, that was rude. Lisa points out that Mama Elsa is older, yeah, and and like these types of surgeries, and you have other health problems. These these type like you're you're risking a lot of shit by going under and. Lisa points out, she goes, well, how old is Mama Elsa? And Marisol's like, are you crazy? Like telling, saying Mama Elsa's age on TV? Ugh. <laughs> and they all get a laugh out of that because they all know it's true. Mama Elsa will get her. <laughs> and so, um, Andy asks why Joanna and Roman broke up because they have broken up. And she's, well, just to be sure. Like they broke up and they got back together two days before this reunion, okay? And she says that she couldn't get over the emails. And, you know, those those things that we saw on the show. And she says that her mother made him talk to him face-to-face and they agreed to move forward. And she talked to the girl and the girl said it was just flirtatious emails and nothing more. Those are lies, okay? I don't know if Joanna's telling us a lie or if a lie was told to Joanna, but those are lies, but okay. Also, like... You know, I personally can't deal with being cheated on. And if my husband cheated on me, I think that would be the end of our relationship because of who I am and how how I take betrayal. How, like, if I think you betrayed me, I can't even look at you anymore, right? That's a, It's nothing for me to cut somebody off because I'm just like, no. But that's, again, that's a fear in me, right? That rejection and stuff. Um, I, I wish... I wish that if somebody was gonna stay with someone who cheated on them, I wish the narrative wouldn't be, well, they didn't cheat on me. That what you see didn't happen. Don't believe your own eyes and shit. I wish the answer, the, the narrative would be, I've decided I'm gonna stay in this relationship. I've decided that me being in this relationship is more important than that. Because I, I can respect, because that to me looks like, it's like, okay, I see it, I've seen all the evidence and I've made my decision. And would I be sad about the decision? Sure. I'd be sad about someone making that decision, but I'd also respect them for like keeping it one fucking thousand percent with me being like, yeah, I'm going to stay here. That's what I've decided. And I wish Joanna had come to the reunion like that, but she didn't. Um, Andy asked Lisa if she thinks it was more than emails. And Lisa says she doesn't know, but it seems fishy. Uh, Adriana says it's all a publicity stunt. Joanna and Roman got back together two days before the reunion Adriana says Joanna is renting a whole re- hotel room to stay in Miami and she doesn't live there. She wouldn't be the first. Um, Adriana says she thinks Joanna, well, I already said the publicity stunts though. Joanna says she gets pressed all the time and Adriana doesn't and she doesn't need to do publicity stunts. And Adriana says it's because Joanna is always naked and showing her tits. And that's when Karen pops in and says that Joanna was the only famous one on the show before it started which I agree, I think Joanna was the only famous, was the only recognizable name. And Adriana says, oh, you're such a brown noser. And she licks, and she goes, you lick Joanna's ass day and night. Like, Adriana is screaming. <laughs> you can tell she is mad, yo, mad. And so they talk a little bit about Joanna and Roman not having sex. And Joanna says that Roman has never been a very sexual person. She says she's always wanted it more than he did. And as the years went on, it was just less and less. And when they made up in LA, they made up for seven. She's like, we made up for all that no sex. Aren't you, weren't you together for like seven years? How, they were together a long time. You know, you did not, you had sex twice probably. Don't give me this. A viewer says that if Roman is is not having sex with her, he's doing it with someone else. And Joanna says, of course not. And he's just not that sexual, she repeats. And... Adriana starts rhythmically laughing and screams. Of course he is. He's around hotter girls than you every night at the club. You're not the only pussy in Miami. Adriana. (laughs) I feel like saying Adriana's on something. She is so aggressive. Also, like Andy is talking to Joanna. This is very different than if he was talking to Joanna about issues she's with Adriana. She's not. She's literally talking to Joanna. (laughs) and it's just so funny that like anytime he talks to joanna adriana is like lies (laughs) there's more pussy in miami (sighs) so then we talk about Marta, and adriana says that joanna is all for animals but she skins her sister of all options in her words she's a bully to her own sister it's so funny to me that jo- that Adriana cares this much about it and Joanna says that, uh, that Adriana reminds her of her childhood bully and you know then Anna busts in with bullying is very serious and that they're using the word wrong. This is about the time that like housewives would use the word bully like they just throw it all around and it just got to the point where people were like getting really angry about it because you know kids were killing themselves at this time like I think there were some uh, some high-profile stories of kids killing themselves over bullying. I mean, I think there still are. Lisa says she grew up being bullied too, but she doesn't think she acts like Adriana and Joanna. I think this is the start of Lisa and Joanna rift. By season three, Joanna's uh, hairstylist is, is calling Lisa broken ugly during an extended fight behind the scenes in at the reunion while Joanna's smirking in the dressing room. Um, Leah and Adriana's, split is growing bigger too, Leah says that she backs whoever is right at the time. And she starts crying because she wants to, Adriana to know that she's still, they still friends, but she can't agree with everything she's done all of the time. So now it's time to talk about Rodolfo and Karen. They show the video package of everything and Karen is laughing and smiling the entire time in that little picture in a picture at the bottom. I'm just like, it, it feels like, it feels like a nervous tick. But when people call her on the fact that she's just smiling and laughing in in these in inappropriate times, she doesn't say it's a nervous tick, which is is part of the problem. Like, if she would have just explained like, you know, it's just kind of, it's one of those things like I've never really liked confrontation. When I was younger, sometimes I get picked on and I just kind of like learn to smile through those things. And now it's just an automatic thing. I, yeah, I am upset. Yeah, I do think this is serious, but that's, you know. Um, and Karen and Rodolfo aren't together anymore. She says that she waited a week and a half to talk to him after she got back from Bimini because her father was sick. Her father's better, but she just couldn't focus on him. And like that's not all of it, Karen. That's not all of it. All also you realize he was cheating on you. That's what happened. And 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 you just and your priority is your father and your mother, and you care very much about them, and you're just not willing to try to work out that relationship. She she just will not admit that. To so a certain extent, like the girls were saying that she and him were not together, but that's not true. They were together, but he was also with other people. That's what really happened. Um, Anna says that, that Ro- the Ro- uh, Rodolfo wanted to be the Mexican Slade. I haven't heard that fucking name in forever. Because remember how Slade was going from housewife to fucking housewife so he could stay on the fucking show? <laughs> And maybe, maybe he was also like enjoying fucking them. I don't know. But, but, um, Anna says that Rodolfo was just like, you know, what she's implying is that he was going from woman to woman, whoever was on the show to be associated with the show. She says that Rodolfo wasn't good enough for Karen. He's not good enough for anyone. And Karen says, and you never texted him back when you texted you. Anna admits to responding, but like Karen, that's not the point of what they were saying. They were saying Rodolfo would text them and he would be the person that would reach out and she would text back. And in that scenario, Anna is not wrong. I mean, she doesn't really like Rodolfo. So I do wonder why she was texting him back. But your problem isn't with Anna; it's with Rodolfo. And you broke up with him, so it's over with now. Um... Karen says that she mostly listen she can't listen to 30 people, especially people who, who intend to harm you, that she listens to people who her loved ones. that's the that's the people she listens to. Um, I agree with her though that's like something I I've, I've kind of had to learn throughout the years is that like you take feedback from people you trust, people whose opinions you trust, people you trust that they're what their um, what their intentions are towards you. those are people you take feedback from. You listen to those people you you pay attention to what they say. You don't take criticism from any fucking body because that's just, and feedback from anybody. I think that in this case, it's a little different because they're not giving you feedback on your, on your work or on your life or anything. They're telling you that this man that you are dating is also doing things with other people. That's not the same as saying, I don't like your relationship. Because the truth is, who gives a fuck about your relationship? Like Mama Elsa said, let her biological clock explode, okay? Like, who cares? But, yeah. And Leah apologizes to Karen because she said she didn't realize how mean everyone had been to Karen throughout the filming, like she still saw on the show. And Anna hates that, right? She says that watching Leah blow sunshine up Karen's ass is pathetic. She said Leah has spoken badly about Karen since the day she met her, and now she's saying something different. Leah... Basically, it's like, yeah, when I met her, I insulted her to Adriana at first because I thought she talked too much. But when I got to know Karen better, I told her about it. When We started getting friendly. We moved on. And, you know, Leah and Anna start fighting. And Leah says mean, petty, and root will never be the new relevant. And then Anna says Leah isn't even relevant in her own home. I want to explore that. What do you mean by that, Anna? What do you mean by that? You about to say Roy Roy is sleeping with somebody else? You better tell me. Tell me. I want to hear it. Um... And then Leah tells her, <laughs> that pisses Leah off. By the way, Leah stands up so many times during this reading. She stands up and walks over, like she, <laughs> which is not a thing to be doing because when you're fighting with these women, getting up and walking over towards them is not a good idea. Any Like, so people can interpret that anyway. And I know that people listening to this will be like, well, I would interpret that because, you know, uh, what is... Who stands up, who tries to fight someone at a reunion, it's happened. And remember, not everybody was raised like you. Nobody, not everybody comes from where you come from. Not everybody has had the experiences you've had. And I'm gonna tell you that if I am sitting down somewhere and we were having a verbal argument on which we're insulting each other, and you stand up and come towards me, I'm gonna take that as you wanna get it started. <laughs> and I know that when I was the when I was on Adriana Audrey on the side about the slap and all the other stuff. I know it makes it sound like I fight people in real life. I do not. But I also, if you don't start it, we don't have to do it. So, but if you stand up or you chase me down a hallway, I'm assuming you're not doing that for effect. I'm assuming that you're ready to go, you're coming over here and I'm not gonna sit down and let you hit me. So, but anyway, then Leah tells her that, tells Anna that she doesn't even know how to get divorced from a man who's been screwing someone else for years. And then she says, to go back to closing her real estate deals at Century 21 Bank. I was like, is that an insult? Am I not rich enough to understand that insult? Is Century 21 Bank, like, raggedy? <laughs> <What> is- <laughs> I just don't have enough money to understand that fucking insult, guys. <laughs> so Andy says Leah managed to stay above the fray most of the time, but she seems to really been enjoying the drama. They asked her about the way she pokes and barbs at people she's supposed to be friendly with. You know, she's just one of those people that, that's, Uses a lot of sarcasm, which I don't care about, but also, like, she's, she thinks she's an insult comment. She negs you a lot. And, you know, people get fucking tired of that shit. Um, she says that's how she is and that's what she does. And people have to, have to just kind of deal with it. Lisa talks about her journey into liking Leah. She says that, like, at first she didn't like her and now she understands she's a really good person and... You know, um, things are getting better. Anna says that Leah is a star fucker. <laughs> she didn't say star fucker, but basically she says all she talks about is celebrities. Who doesn't she says that Leah doesn't matter and that she's from Waco, Texas. Now let me tell you what. Telling calling somebody telling somebody they're from Waco, Texas is a fucking insult. <laughs> because my older boys are born in Waco. Bitch, that is out of the way. <laughs> Driving all the way to fucking Waco. Oh. Fortunately, I was also had to go to Temple, which is near it. So, um, Leah keeps getting up, and Anna says for her to sit down before she breaks a hip. <laughs> Next, we get into Leah and Marisol drama. Marisol says that Leah never confronted her or said anything to her face until they got to Bimini. Leah says that's not her recollection of it, and that's a cop-out. Dude, we just watched 15 episodes, Leah. No the fuck you didn't. And basically what Leah's trying to say is that she doesn't care if the camera's there or not. She says how she feels during the the moment. And so she's not gonna like work to make sure it's on camera, but she did have conversations with Marisol and Marisol just doesn't remember. You know, Leah says that overall what she wanted was for Marisol to acknowledge what happened, take responsibility and move on. And Marisol starts crying saying it's a big deal that Leah went around on TV trashing her Behind her back, and Leah stands up, you know, just basically that Marisol doesn't talk and that Leah is going to say what she needs to say. And Anna says that she's bored <laughs> with the whole thing, and they're sitting on the couch together. So Anna, Marisol, and Adriana are sitting on the couch together. Leah, um, Joanna, and Lisa and Karen are sitting on that side together. And I think Leah's on that side because she's also opposing Anna, and that's why they have to be on separate sides. But Marisol and Anna are sitting there next to each other and Marisol's saying, you're bored, this is my company and my life. I also think something's wrong with Marisol's neck because she can't really turn her, look at her. Anna says that Leah's a fraud in every way. She said is some older woman from Texas that has probably worked very hard but also has had help from a lot of men wow and she was giving out that read she's some older woman from texas i was like me too (laughs) this probably worked very hard i do work very hard but it's had a lot of help from men i was like okay well that's not fucking true (laughs) (laughs) leah says that um anna is nasty and horrible and she's in its character assassination and anna should focus on her own life instead of investigating hers so anna goes and here's my story I was born of immigrant parents who put me through college and law school. I had a 23-year-old, I had a 23-year marriage. I raised two amazing daughters who are not socially awkward. And I was like, boom, Anna, are you calling RJ socially awkward? I mean, it's fucking true, but he's also 10, he's on camera. And I think that's a low place to go. And if you, I mean, socially awkward isn't the worst thing, but it's cold, Anna saying code for, for that RJ has some developmental disorder or something like that's what, that's what Anna's fucking trying to say. And if Anna has said that about my kids, even though I absolutely do not think like having a developmental disorder, or even if we take it on face value, being socially awkward is like some problem. Like, I don't think that, but I would take Umbridge, which you even coming out here being like, well, I've raised these amazing daughters who aren't these things because that sounds like you're trying to say you're trying to bring my fucking kids into it and if you want to start some shit with me talk about Mr. Curtis and talk about my fucking kids because it's gonna be a fucking problem Anna like I like first of all I enjoy that Anna's there to be to be honest even though she's been born all fucking season but she's not born when she's in other people's mess we need her right even though like I, like the reason I can't be on the show is because I would not be willing to gossip with these people. And a lot of the things they're talking about, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about that. That said, we, I need to watch these people do this because otherwise what the fuck am I watching? But Anna. I think you went a little too far there. I think you went. And, no, and people didn't really acknowledge it, you know? And I feel like this that's one of this, these early seasons of Housewives, that's a little different. I feel like now we would have fucking acknowledged it. Um, so then Anna says that she has done her best work on her back. Like, Anna, what do you know about Leah? Or what are you trying to say about Leah? She fucked her way to the top. Tell me what Leah has done. Name some fucking names. Give me some names of men. Tell me. Um, Leah says, on my back, if you keep telling lies about me, I'm going to start telling the truth about you. <laughs> That's Leah's voice. That's, I got it that time. <laughs> um, Avira asked if Anna is one, is on Leah's payroll because, not Anna, Adriana is on, um, Leah's payroll because she never says a bad word about Leah. And Adriana is making this face. And she says that, no, they've been friends for seven years. Their boys are best friends, and Leah's been there for her. And she says, if you help me when I need you, I'm always going to be faithful to you. What we need to say here is that Adriana's, in terms of money, she does not have the money Leah has. And Leah has helped her financially in the past. She's gotten her son a scholarship. And I think she realized, I don't know if, if Leah realizes it now. I think she's starting to realize it that the, the the bombshell is that Adriana's already married to Frederick and that Leah has been setting her up on dates, getting her charity at the school, you know, giving her money and stuff under the impression that she is a single woman. But she's literally married to Frederick. And I think Adriana doesn't want it with Leah, right? I don't know if she thinks Leah's gonna say that, or something, or some other secret of hers. They've known each other for seven years. They've been in each other's business. I think Adriana is basically like I'm not gonna start no shit with this bitch. <laughs> now let's talk about she beat me to the tweet. <laughs> um, Adriana says Karen was trivializing a secret moment for her. Then Andrew bring Andy brings out a T-shirt that they made of it. Did they still do this? Remember when? something would happen on the housewives or they would say something and Bravo would make shirts or merch about it and sell them. I feel like now the housewives themselves do that. I don't know. Um, So then we see a video package about Joanna being a drunk. She is. Joanna admits she doesn't remember a lot of stuff. Lisa says that she thinks she's funny when she's drunk. I'm like, Sure, but she's not chasing you down a hallway (laughs) and fighting with you. You're friends. Joanna says she doesn't have a drinking problem. It's just a matter of being around certain people. Adriana says that in wine, you'll find the truth. I mean, she says it in Latin. And Joanna says that Adriana's evil when she's sober. So there's that. Then they show us a video package of Adriana saying wild shit when she's sober. They nail her down in the comments about Polish immigrants. And she said that she was quoting Joe Francis. Adriana says she's already apologized to the people of Poland publicly and she was not trying to offend Polish people or immigrants. She meant to insult Joanna. <laughs> I love that. I'm not talking about all the Polish people. I'm talking about you over here. But she does say that Joanna's done a lot. Joanna's go back to the slums of Rio was not just rude. It was racist. Um, I think the reason, I, you know, uh, Joanna says that it was Roman who t- said that. And actually he, he made a mistake. He said that the slums were not good enough for Adriana. I think what they're not saying here is that um, color is important um, in almost all aspects of society. And like in the culture of Brazil, um, race is a big deal. Um, there are Brazilians who look like Giselle Bündchen and there are Brazilians who look like Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is not Brazilian, but you understand what I'm trying to say. And that their society is just as much affected by races as ours are. And I think that's the underlying, that's where Adriana's coming from. Although... I don't know that Adriana would be considered dark um, in a lot of places. But um, Joanna says Roman's not racist and that she loves Brazil. She just hates Adriana. They end up apologizing to each other. Even though Adriana says that there's a lot of racist innuendo in Joanna's tweets. Such so as saying lightness will overcome darkness. Joanna says she doesn't even read Adriana's tweets because Adriana's stalking her. <laughs> I, I don't believe this is the first time that we got a lot of the social media being brought into these reunions. Um, but I do think we were on the upswing of it and we're just a couple of years away from them actually showing us screenshots of tweets from Housewives during the reunion to be like, yeah, that's what that's what he said about her or that's what she said about him. So now we're gonna talk about the slap. Um, Adriana says that Joanna was going, said she was gonna kick someone's ass that night. Adriana says that, she was talking to Karen and Joanna butted in and Adriana tried to leave and Joanna ch- chased her down. I agree. That's exactly, not the that Joanna was going to kick someone's ass that night, but I agree that Adriana was trying to make a scene with Karen. Karen did not want to go off and make a scene with her. And so Adriana was forced to be like, let me confront you about this, this and that. And Joanna went over there and butted in, and Adriana was annoyed by it. So, and they start fighting, and Adriana tries to leave. Uh, and Joanna chased her down the hallway, and that's how she got slapped. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I do not get. Joanna was like, I was being nice, and I was like, Joanna, you weren't. You were drunk, but okay. None, none of you were being nice. Adriana wasn't being. Adriana didn't do this to be nice. Okay, she did it for to make a fucking scene, and, and. But I, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have to agree that if I'm trying to leave, if we're arguing, and I'm trying to leave, and I turn and I walk away from you, and you chase me down a hallway, I'm assuming you chasing me down a hallway to get it started. So when I turn around, I'm be ready to defend myself. Um, and then they talk about the Joanna, <laughs> and Adriana says she speaks Spanish, <laughs> and the J is a. Which is uh one of the hardest things for me to to like reconcile with Spanish. Because a lot of times, like the word I'm gonna like I don't even want to say this word because it doesn't look right to me. It's J-U-G-O Hugo Hugo. Hugo? Hugo and it's juice. And saying Hugo when I see it. Just those, those sounds together is like, that does not seem right to me. And I, but like, yeah, the J is a, and so Joanna is ho Yeah. Here's the thing though, Adriana, you've said Joanna a million fucking times. Don't you fucking play with us and act like, but I love the defense. I speak Spanish. Girl, I speak Spanish. So don't come for me. I love that. I don't know. I find Adriana um, endearing in a lot of ways, even though she is on one. <laughs> so that's the first episode. So we hit the next episode and and Joanna addresses Joe Francis. She said that she doesn't want to sleep with or associate with criminals. Leah jumps in and says that Joe wasn't a criminal 10 years ago. Uh, uh, so you say Leah. <laughs> Just because he had been arrested doesn't make him not a criminal. And Anna says that Leah brought Joe Francis as a prop. She said, Lisa has two props, Elaine and Joe Francis. I'm sorry. I agree. Andy's asked if Joanna and Adriana. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Oh, that comes later. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say there's, Anna says that, but that comes later. Andy asked if Joanna and Adriana regret their behavior that night. Joanna says she regrets drinking too much. Joanna, you regret drinking too much a lot, which means you have a drinking problem. I know you don't think you have a drinking problem. And I'm not saying you get the DTs from, from not drinking. I'm not saying that. But a drinking problem isn't just a physical thing. If you cause chaos in your life when you're drinking, you have a drinking problem. If you say to yourself, I... You know, because you start making promises to yourself, right? You start being like, I'm not going to drink on Sundays. I'm only going to have two drinks. And you can't even keep those. If you say to yourself, I'm going to go to this important thing for my fiance to go to this, you know, to, to his event. And tonight I'm only going to have like one or two drinks because I just want to, you know, keep it, keep it classy. Because be able to take pictures, you know, not embarrass my my man. And, but when you get there, you can never just have two drinks. You have a drinking problem. That's all that means. And I don't want to call Adriana an alcoholic. I mean, I don't want to call Joanna an alcoholic. Um, I think that like me telling people whether they have their alcoholics or not is like not the business. Like, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to be in that position. But I am telling, I from what we see, it is obvious she has some alcohol issues. And to keep saying I don't have drinking problems, it's just who I'm around, well, We just saw a whole fucking package of your mom begging you not to drink, your fiance begging you not to drink, your sister, who also probably shouldn't be drinking, begging you not to drink. Those are the people in your life, those are the most important people in your life and they all say that when you drink, you're a different person. You know, and what did Karen just say? You know, I'm listening to feedback from people that care about me and that have intents to make me better and that love me and so they wouldn't give me criticism if it wasn't warranted if it wasn't also given with a dose of love, those people love you, Joanna, (laughs) and they're telling you, you drink too fucking much. Whatever, like, (laughs) I feel like I'm in an intervention for Joanna. (laughs) um, you know, Adriana said she regrets getting physical. I think she should regret getting physical. I will regret it too, even though I can see why she did. I also don't want to be fighting in panties, okay? On TV with this little fucking white girl that way that Joanna probably weighs all of 90 fucking pounds. No. Um, Marisol vouches for Adriana and says, Adriana was upset, very upset about this for about two weeks after. Lisa says this would have never happened at Leah's house and no one apologized to her for ruining her party. I agree, but I also like Lisa. This also made your party, baby. So <laughs> she felt disrespected. She didn't. They didn't care about her feelings. Both Joanna and Adriana apologized and Lisa says it's coming a little late, but she'll, she'll appreciate it. Karen feels vindicated because the reporter tweeted that the words didn't come from Karen. The brains for Botox or I don't know what all the other shit they said Adriana apologized to Karen for that and then Andru- Andy says don't you feel a little like you should apologize to Joanna too because this was the point Joanna was trying to make is that it's possible if if Karen is sitting here telling you she did not say those things it is possible Karen is telling you the truth I, Adriana at this point actually does a beautiful job of apologizing to, to Joanna and I'm like, dude, it was great. It was. She was. She talked about how the tension built in the party. How at this point they have been drinking so much tequila and stuff. And she feels like her reactions were not what they would have been if she'd been sober. She feels like she could have listened more. She like she she just. It's a beautiful fucking apology, and it hits all the right notes. She knows what she should be apologizing for. I'm like, you could have done that four episodes ago, bitch. I mean, I don't know what we would have been watching. But it's just so interesting how we get to these fucking reunions, and all of a sudden people are able to apologize. So weird. Um, Adriana has been calling Joanna an escort and we want to get to the bottom of that. Um, Joanna says that people steal her pictures f- for Madam Services and she has lawsuits out there for clubs who've been using her pictures for invites. Lisa says the same thing happened to her and Joanna also admits that she was in a tickle fetish video. She was like 19, 20 years old at the beginning of her career where she was paid $100 an hour to tickle one of her best friends. And she's done Playboy twice, the cover in 2005, and two covers, and she says that she's worked hard and she hates when people downplay her success by being like, oh, she's a prostitute, she's a this, and that, or even stealing her pictures is the same as downplaying her success because people just take pictures of her and, and expect to be able to use those pictures as, to promote things. Anna says that Joe Francis told her. This is the part I was thinking about. Anna Francis. Anna says that Joe Francis told her that he and Leah put together that Joe Francis will come to the party and do that, confront, say that about Joanna. They thought it would be fun. Leah stands up and starts screaming about how that's a false allegation. If you're not willing to say things under oath, you need to back the fuck up. Like people are just throwing out accusations, but. If you don't have proof if you're not willing to say it under oath you can't just like come on tv and say that i believe anna and the reason i believe anna is because joe france is a piece of shit so that makes sense i don't think leah's a good person and the way she stood up screaming i was like yeah it's fucking true um anna says leah needs to take her geritol leah says anna's the most boring person on this show Bingo. Anna you were. Sorry. And when they come back from commercial, Alexia's there. Now, I like Alexia. The reason I like Alexia is because I <laughs> I think Alexia is beautiful. I think and I like how she talks to people. I like how she yells at people. And is that right? No. <laughs> Do I back her up on everything she says? No. But I just love I love her accent. That Miami Cuban accent is chef's kiss i love that fucking accent i can listen to that fuck that girl talk all day long they don't they anna has it too to a certain extent but alexia really has it and i just i just love it and so <laughs> then she comes and she looks great her boobs are out she's wearing black lace i'm into it <laughs> and, um andy confirms that alexia turned down being a full castmate. To Because of her son's health, which is interesting because most of the time people don't turn down. I think Tanya, that's weird. I think um, Andy and others have confirmed that Tanya turned down being a full-time castmate last year on The Real Housewives of Atlanta because she was so busy. And, you know, this year she's running away because she do not want anybody to know she sucked Bolo's dick. But still, <laughs> you know, I was well aware of Bolo. I Did I tell you guys this? I was well aware of Bolo before this season of Atlanta because he used to be on a little shitty reality TV show on Lifetime that had Vivica Fox. She was running like male strippers and he used to be on that show. I... <laughs> All right. So when it comes, like I said, there Alexis there. She also talked about her other son being a piece of shit, but not in those words. Basically, she made a lot of, she made up a lot of like excuses for him and how, and how Frankie's accident made him... Act out and do all these things, and I'm like, okay. Um, she definitely can't answer while he filmed. Just the the son that I was talking about that assaulted an uh, unhoused person, a homeless person, um, and put it on t. Put it filmed it and then put it on Facebook. And she can't explain why he did that if he's so sorry. She's like, oh, that's a legal matter. That's this and this and this. And I'm like, Alexa, Alexia, fine. Just say that that you're. Like, she, you can't, she can't say her son's a piece of shit, okay? You know, I used to not believe in forgiveness at all. Like, I used to be like a real... Like, if you think I'm, I'm hardcore now, I used to be hard fucking core. That you just can't... That once you've done something bad, then of a certain level, then you just are what you are. And the older I get, the more I realize that, that forgiveness exists. It just isn't free. It just isn't something you give out freely. And redemption, these people... These people who are out here getting caught doing like really wild shit, like that announcer that called all those those girls at that basketball game in Oklahoma, a bunch of n words and shit like that. Like, dude, he blamed it because of his diabetes. Like, like people, all the cameras and all the way we and all the way we can like catch you these days. More and more people are coming out is horrible and it's not that I don't believe you can't be redeemed I believe you can do that I believe it takes a lot of work though I believe redemption comes with actions not words I believe that if you want me to believe that you have changed like Papa John's the Papa John's uh I guess he's the creator I think his name is John uh and former CEO uh him being like for the last 20 months I've just been working on not saying the N-word and it was so hard. Like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean it was hard? And somebody somebody tweeted retweeted that with a um, with a a gif of Chris Rock as Pookie in New Jack City trying not to smoke crack. <laughs> if you want me to believe you have changed. Inside, Like, I'm always trying to change. I want to do better. I want to be better every day. I've made mistakes in my past. I am not a great person. My compass is not point due north. Every day I have to be like, what kind of person are you going to be today, princess? Are you going to be a person that believes in truth, that believes in justice, that believes in truth, trust, in the American way? You know, like Superman. (laughs) Are you going to be the type of person that believes in truth and believes in doing for others and then believes... And being a good person or are you going to be, you know, this trash bucket that you want to be? And every day I have to fight it. And so when I see people go through these things where they've had racial incidents or, you know, you're some royal wearing a Nazi uniform of some sort. When I when I see shit like this and then like you're people are like, well, I've changed. Well, did you? Because show me. Show me how you did. And... So, for uh, Alexia's son Peter, uh, he's young, I just think that like he I just think that what he did was so it's hard it's hard to say that's a mistake. You know what I mean? It's hard to say that's a mistake. it's It took so many steps for you one to be running around here, assaulting homeless people, videoing it, putting it on Facebook. I'm sure he was defending it while he was like, and I think what we're also not talking about is that Peter was probably high off his ass. Uh, I was just talking to my dad, my bio dad, about something. He's calling me from prison, and he was telling me we were talking about animals, pets and shit. And he was telling me about how he knew this guy. He used to have a monkey in the '80s, and he had a he had a convertible, and him and that monkey would ride right around in it. And I said. And he said, I don't know how my brother knew that guy. And I was like, oh, drugs. And he goes, yeah, actually it was. He was, uh, it did had, have something to do with drugs. I said, yeah, 80s, convertible, monkey, cocaine. That's what I hear. <laughs> like, you don't have to say no more. Say less, actually. Because, <laughs> Well, yeah, like, also when I think of Peter, I'm like, what we're not talking about is how Peter's probably high off his ass. Peter probably has a drug problem. Um, he lives in Miami, he's rich, he's young, he's running with a certain crowd. I wouldn't be surprised if Peter was high a lot. And I'm not saying that just because you do something when you're high, it's not you doing it. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that like, let's start there by admitting that he was under like the influence the whole time he was doing this shit. And two, that he still did it and he needs to atone. He needs to... Be a better person. And and as Ayama would say, you must do the work, beloved. You have to go and do the work. <laughs> um, so Alexia says that the reason she acted so weird when Karen brought up Frankie, that's the one that was in the accident, is that they've been filming for two months at this point, and it's the first time that she'd even said anything about Frankie. Like other people would say, Well, how is Frankie? I'm praying for Frankie. Oh, you know, I've heard Frankie's doing, but like just trying to get updates and like engaging with her on that level. And so when, you know, when Alexi, when, when they're in an argument and, and Karen brings up Frankie, you know, that like triggers her, you know. And she also says that, uh, Karen had her number and she wasn't texting her about it at all. Except for like the first, you know, she got a flood of texts when the first accident happened. And she says after that, she hadn't really heard from her. And so her being like, well, you know, I've been praying for Frankie was just like out of left field and it really like upset her. So Andy asks Alexa how she knows Rodolfo. And she said that when he, they met when she was on the cover of the magazine. And Karen says, oh, so he was a celebrity big enough to be on your magazine. And Alexia says, I never said that. And Anna goes, it was I who said that. And I stand by, he's not, he says nobody. And Alexia's like, get your facts straight. <laughs> like they are, they are mad at Karen. I think like, also, I think it's so interesting that Karen came here to defend Rodolfo, even though they've broken up. Like, I don't care that, I don't, I just realized this motherfucker was cheating on me. I had to let him go. I don't care that you guys said he's not a celebrity. I don't care about that. Um, but Karen still does. I, I think it has more to do with, like, you know, being her own ego as opposed to whether or not he's a celebrity. Later, they talk more about how no one likes Karen. <laughs> she defends her telling Joanna about Joe Francis because Joanna had told her Joe Francis sometimes told lies about her anyway. And Karen was trying to be a good friend. Anna, Anna, Andy asked if she was spreading gospel gossip and karen says no and no one believes that but again if there is no gossip there's no show so let's acknowledge that we do need her to be a carrier pigeon um in real life do i like that no but on this show she is necessary alexia says that that uh karen and each other have been nice to each other and they'd seen each other they spent some time together when they saw each other out and karen says and who was i with who who rodolfo see the thing is is that there's two schools of thought here. Like, some of these people believe Karen was never in a relationship with, with Rodolfo, and I think that's Anna. Right? Anna believes that they were that they were never really in a relationship. Alexia believes they were in a relationship, but that it wasn't as serious as Karen was making it. And Adriana just hates Karen and wants. And it's like, whatever, which one ever is true. Marisol was just there being a mean girl with them. Um, so for some reason, like Anna says, so this is the reason Anna believes that they weren't in a real relationship. And she says, because Rodolfo said that Karen and he weren't together. That's why she doesn't believe they were together because Rodolfo said so. And she, he told her that, Karen followed him to Guadalajara when he would visit his family. He somehow got, she somehow got close with his mother and sister, which I would want more information about. I'd be like, somehow, like when you were dating, like, what are you talking about? Uh, How did she just meet your mom and sister? And that he says that when he got to Guadalajara, she was already there. Like, that's the type of stories he's telling about Karen. Leah says that everyone has had a lot of issues with Karen, but the punishment didn't fit the crime. Bingo, Leah's right on that. Like, Karen is fucking annoying as fuck, man. But y'all... After her, like, she done stab somebody. Like, I would just make fun of her. I would not. <laughs> I would just make fun of her. i just smile really hard around her and shit. <laughs> Andy asks why she wanted to bring up that story. Asked well, th- th- the story about him, like, dating someone else. Alexia says the writer worked for both publications, and she brought it to the girls, and the girls said she should. And Karen says the first time she saw... Karen's like, she, it's the first time she saw Alexia smile all season. And Alexia says she smiles when she wants to and she laughs when she wants to. Not so other people can see her, okay? Like, I just, she just, just I find her incredibly cute. I don't know why. Marisol says that everyone agreed that if you have this information, you should tell. Including Leah. And Leah, not her head. Yeah, I agree. And Lisa's mad because they put her in a bad position. I would be mad too. And then they all follow her in to tell Karen. And then there's a million back and forth because Lisa and Alexia are arguing over who can finish. Can I finish? Because I'm talking. Because I'm talking. No, I'm going to talk too. (laughs) All that shit. And when they finally get over that and Lisa's allowed to talk, she's like, I was just saying that I thought it was nice that um, Karen didn't, um, you know, she didn't let you guys see her being sad. And then she claps a little bit for Karen. It's like, oh, we waited for all that. Okay, cool. Um, and then we talk about the rumors in general. And we get a package full of women talking about rumors about the other women, and Alexia's upset that they were talking that basically they were that they were talking about her husband. That that she's upset she's talking. she's been married for 13 years through thick and thin, and the rumors are trash. She's like the other woman envy our other people's happiness. Joanna says that she was repeating rumors she heard. She didn't say that. She's, she's, she was trying to make a point that she has heard things about Alexia's m- relationship, just like they're saying they heard things about Rodolfo. But again, we are, we are missing two things. So everyone's got rumors about them. That's different. And if you hear some unfounded rumor and and you repeat it, well, that's that's not great. But if you know something and you either have a picture like Alexia said or you have something, some concrete thing, you should bring it to the other person. Well, I don't know if I agree with her on that, especially if you don't even like that person. Why would you be bringing that to that person? But these are different things. Somebody said that somebody said that somebody said this. And, hey, uh, there's a picture of your man in the paper making out with somebody else. Those are very different things. And... I I don't know why they don't they don't realize the difference in that. Leah says that Leah thinks it's very irresponsible for anybody to repeat a rumor they don't have proof of. It. She says it's like throwing a skunk in a jury box and telling everybody to disregard the smell. And Marisol says, Well, you started the green card rumors about her and Philippe. And Leah says she didn't start the rumors. She said that Philippe left the day they stopped filming and never came back, and that started the rumors. Marisol says the only thing that ended her relationship is that she was a horrible wife and everybody looks at her with pity. Everyone's just quiet because she's crying. She's like, I'm a terrible wife. And I'm like, elaborate. Why are you, are saying, what What did you do? What do you think you did to end this relationship? I think the reason the relationship ended is because you guys got married too quickly. You got married because and nobody wanted you to get married and you barely knew each other. And Marisol, I just believe you're a woman of a certain age. And... When I say that, I mean that, that like once you get to a certain age and you've been used to like being alone or you've made a life by yourself, it's hard to incorporate someone else in it. And so, let's say if like, let's say I was single right now, incorporating somebody else into my home, into my life would be a process because I, I know what I want. I am what I am. And it's not, we're not 20, you know, and I'm just like figuring out things. I know a lot of things. And so, I can imagine that some things were tough on them, because you know Marisol's used to being on her own, and it's hard having someone else in your life. I can also imagine that like none of your friends and family and the people on this show like that man is hard. But I want to know what you think specifically. You did wrong, Marisol. That's that. Like that's what we could have been talking about this whole season. Not how sad you are. I mean, I know I understand you're sad, but not whether Leah said he wanted a green card. I mean, you, let's talk about what actually happened. Lisa says, "If you want to be a victim, you can be a victim." And Marisol, she says, she's only a victim believing that Leah was her friend. Andy tries to change the subject and talks about how Lisa met Lanny. Lisa had been dating a fuckboy real estate dude for three years. She was modeling, but not anything like Joanna. She was in Playboy, and she regrets it because it was out there. It's out there for everyone to see forever, which I can understand. Like, it's not that doing Playboy, it's not that posing nude is like terrible, right? Being naked is not. And she and Lisa is fucking amazing looking. I'm sure those pictures are banging. I'm sure Lisa looks excellent in those fucking pictures. She ain't got nothing to be embarrassed about there. But what she's saying is that she made a permanent decision back then. Much like a tattoo or having a baby. (laughs) And we all make permanent decisions all the time. But her permanent decision of taking new photos that are out there everywhere forever is something that's going to follow her forever. And she and she doesn't know that she'd make that decision now, you know? Um, Joanna, she says that at the time she glorified Playboy, but now she thinks it's kind of cheesy. Joanna says she's proud of her two co- covers. She says that in 2005, being on that cover was really important to her career and boosted her career, and they named her the sexiest supermodel alive and that, like, she's always grateful to Playboy. Um, so now Mama Elsa is there. She's telling Andy he has soft hands. She doesn't think anything. She says she doesn't think any, any of the people they're reunion are coming or talking from the heart. Mama Elsa says she doesn't like what Joanna said about her. And she thinks Joanna's a fresh young woman with no respect for people. She says Joanna called her a prostitute. She says, I can be a good friend, but I can be a bad enemy or worse enemy. And then it turns out that Joanna never called her a prostitute. Joanna called her the devil. And then Mama Elsa says that it's better be a prostitute than a devil. And Joanna apologized. So here's the thing. I don't want Mama Elsa on this couch. And the reason is this. Well, you know what? It's not that I don't want her on the couch. She is more interesting than Marisol. But if you want me to respect your mama like a mama, then she needs to stay in a mama's place, okay? If she gets down on the floor and rolls around with the rest of us, then she can get it like anybody else here. It's how I feel about Mama Joyce. It's how I feel about Mama D. That's Scrappy's mama on love and hip hop is how I feel about, uh, Nancy. That's Jim Jones's mama. Um, these people, like you bring your mama to these parties. Your mama is all involved in this shit. Then she can get it. And I feel the same way about children. So when we think about Ashley from New Jersey, we think about Brielle from fucking, um, uh, Atlanta and we think about these, them getting involved in these fights and stuff. And then the next thing someone says is like, oh, well, that's my child. Don't talk about my child. Well, then if she's a child, gonna let her stay in a child's place. If she gets up here with us, then it's on. And so, and and I also feel that way about Stassi's little brother on, on Vanderpump Rules. When they had him come out to read everybody, I was like, okay, well, then he's one of us now. So we can say whatever we want to about him. Your mama's been married 50 fucking times. Are you sure that's your daddy? Like, I I would say some shit like that, and I would. I don't care. Because why would you bring him out here to do that? It's very different when he's on the show in a scene. But if you put him on the same level as the rest of us. But, I mean, you know, I guess I'm the only one who thinks that. Because uh, everybody else is kind of just, like, allowing mama Elsa to say whatever she wants. It's Okay. But I'm telling you, she can't, if she don't act like a mama, I'm not going to treat her like a mama. Okay? I'm just letting you know. So Mama Elsa also tells Leah that she was upset about the way Leah treated Marisol. And Leah says she has a son and that she respects how Mama Elsa feels. And I think Leah was very, like, deferential in that moment. Just being like, okay, if that's how you feel. Like, she. I don't think she has any interest in fighting with Mama Elsa. They talk about what happened in Thomas Kramer's house. She said he didn't apologize. He just acted like nothing was happening. What happened in... Just moved on from there. Then Andy interrogates about her face. And like, yes, I do I want to know all about what happened to Mama Elsa's face? Yes! But I don't like the optics of her sitting there and you just begging. Like, she's wearing a dress and she's got her leg up and she's got these knee-high boots and shit. I'm like, don't ask her that. That's rude. And that's not just saying she ain't staying in a mama's place. I just feel like it's rude. Um, She gives some more info about it. You know... I will say this, she looks good right here. And I think it's the makeup. Like, she doesn't look off. Um, she also says <laughs> they ask her about calling Obama an animal. And she says she loves Michelle. And she likes Obama. She says she has a lot of wine. She doesn't want to call anybody an animal. Like, girl, lies. Uh, like I said, Mama Elsa is a white Cuban. Um. A white Latina is a white person and there's a difference between race and ethnicity. And I know that's hard for people to understand. There's a difference between race and ethnicity and even citizenship. Um, Even though like calling her a Cuban, like obviously that implies that uh, she's Latinx, but it does not explain race. I mean, we could, like, I could do a fucking PowerPoint on how Kim Kardashian's a white woman and it doesn't matter. People don't believe me. She's a white woman. I I don't know what you think Armenian is. And I, I know there's people that disagree, but fine. Um, I was on Twitter arguing about whether Nicole, people think Nicole Richie's white. Nicole Richie is not white. She's black. And they're like, well, she's Hispanic. And I was like, well, Hispanic is not, first of all, that's not the term that you want to use. That that doesn't mean what you think it means. And then it, it's like not important here. And then also, even if she has Latin roots, she's still, she's black. She's a black person. And I don't know why she has to keep telling people that And she's a black person. <laughs> and so, and like, I know it's tough, But I'm telling you that a white Latina like Mama Elsa, I promise you there's lots of racist things that she says off camera. And her calling Obama an animal, sure, sure. I'm not shocked by it. Um, We also find out that um, she knows Madonna through friends of her friends and she's, she's done spiritual work for her. Also, Mama Elsa's going through the divorce too. That's interesting. Wish I know more about that. And she's not looking for a man, but she likes intelligent men. And also the last time she saw Andy, she told him he was incapable of love. And she asked, he asked if that has changed. And she said, what is it I told you the other day? And he, that you have secrets. And then she changed the subject. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. She shows, um they show a video package about where everyone was at at the end of the season. And Anna starts crying. She says, she's not still in love with her husband. It's just hard. And I want to give Anna some grace. I'm just annoyed by her. That's why. I'm just like, this is a dumb storyline. And Marisol cried too, but she said it's because she's a sap. And I believe that about Marisol. Anna is still set to get married in the spring. I mean, Adriana is still uh, set to get married in the spring. And Joanna says she's not rushing, but she's getting married in the spring too. Girl, you just got back together with him two days ago. This is what I'm talking about. Like you guys can't even stay together As boyfriend and girlfriend or fiance. So what's the rush of getting married? What is the rush? What's going to change? Is it that you guys want to have kids? I mean, you don't have to be married to have kids. You know that. And I don't think Joanna's traditional that way. Um, I know, I'm not saying that it's wrong to get married before you have kids. I understand that you want to... Uh, legalize or maybe finalize your relationship between two partners before you bring a child in it, because that's going to be foundation of how you raise the child. I get that, I get that all together, but it's intre- like legalize entering into a legal contract with Roman when the two of you break up so much that you were actually broken up till two days before this filming is. I don't. It's like, you know what? It's like going to see a house. The house has a lot of problems with it. You keep seeing you keep seeing leaks everywhere. The um, inspector tells you something's wrong with it. There's a big hole in the backyard. Nobody can explain. The, the bitch is leaning to the side. And you being like, but no, I need to lock it down. Like, do you need to lock it down? I see a lot of red flags here. And so, like, <laughs> I just, you don't have to get married, Joanna. You, you really don't. Um, what you do, so whatever. Lisa's working on that baby, great for her. Karen has moved on from Rodolfo, but still hasn't admitted he cheated on her, though. And Leah's in tears because there's been too many accusations against her, and she forgives, but it's quantified, and she'll never forget. And that's really how they ended it up. Um, that's how they ended up this this uh, this season. I so for the question, I have always believed that this season of Real Housewives of Miami is almost a perfect season. Do I still believe that? Yes. Do, did I enjoy it as much as I thought I would? Yes. Now, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this as much. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's like watching E.T. I showed my kids E.T. the other day and they loved it. And, but, you know, there's parts I was like, oh, really? Oh, I forgot about that. Or I'm watching the Punky Brewster remake, a reboot. I'm enjoying it, but there's also certain things I'm like, okay, well, we don't need all that. Like, I thought that revisiting it, you know, I'm a different person than I was in 2012. Very different person. Whole different motherfucking life. Um, But I just thought I would react differently to things. And I did to a certain extent. But did I still enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I did. And I think I'm going to watch season three this weekend. um, Or next weekend. I'm on vacation this next week. So I don't have shit to do except for build shit around my house and watch shit on TV. So maybe I'll watch season three because I do want to finish that. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm happy I did it. So that's it for season six of Buy Pumpkin. What are we going to do next week? So next week, I think I'm going to talk about the Trixie Mattel documentary because I have a complicated relationship with Trixie Mattel. And I think that's a good as good as any time to talk about it. And then I think the next week I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything. Um, I fully expect to get zero questions because you guys asked have asked me everything. But we'll see. Maybe you have new questions and shit for me. Maybe I'll ask my mom some. Maybe I'll be like, "Mom, what's some questions you would ask me? Why you think you can get a hammer and just start hanging and just start hammering shit? What's your problem?" <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then after that, it's time for season seven of buy pumpkin. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna do my six hundred pound life. It's time. It's time to talk about it. So, I hope you guys are looking forward. I hope you're excited as I am. And that's a wrap. See you next week, guys.